Welcome back to part two of the Back to School special on the Walk Around podcast. This week, I had the opportunity to speak with Texas Bible College graduate, Brother Paul Groman. He has traveled to many places across the U.S. and was an assistant to Pastor Jeremy Favors in Luxembourg for three months. He attended TBC for seven years, which armed him with degrees in theology and music theory. He plays a large part in his home church in Katy, Texas, especially the children's ministry, and is currently pursuing his master's degree in teaching music. Thank you for tuning in to part two of the Back to School special on the Walk Run podcast. Please enjoy and learn from my conversation with Brother Groman. Hello, welcome to all of you out there, and thank you for listening, and thank you, Brother Paul, for being here. How are you doing today? Um, you know, just how are you feeling? Thank you for coming. It's truly an honor. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. I am, uh, I've been looking forward to this, and it's a privilege to be a part. No problem. It's definitely an honor to speak to you. Uh, definitely, you're probably the farthest away I've had so far. You're all the way out in Texas tonight. So. Okay. At the time of this recording, so you know you're you're solid hour behind me. So this is we're trying to get this on the right way. So Absolutely. as usual, as usual here, uh, if if you've been listening for a, a, uh, any amount of time, you know that I have kind of a pattern, and so we'll get to know Brother Paul uh, just um, from a base level, and we'll move on up from there. So first question, obviously, is what college did you attend, and what year did you graduate? Well, um, I actually have attended several. Um, when I first um, started college, I actually started at a secu- at a secular um, community college um, in Lufkin, Texas. It's called Angelina College. Angelina is the name of the county that Lufkin's in. There's a small community college there that I started uh, taking online classes in the fall of 2012. <laughs> and then in January of 2012, I, sorry, in January of 2013, I actually moved to Lufton, and that's when I started classes at Texas Bible College as well. Um, the both the campuses for Angelina College and Texas Bible College are directly across the street from each other there in Lufton, and so it was kind of hectic, but quite convenient at the same time, um, because I actually was enrolled at both, and I would have classes at TBC in the mornings and classes at Angelina at night. And um, I went there. I went there for about three and a half, four years. And when I started uh, TBC in the spring of 13, I, I started with a bachelor's of theology degree is what I was pursuing. And I graduated with that degree in May of 16. Also in May of 16, I graduated with my Associates of Applied Science from Angelina College uh, just a week later. Mm-hmm. And then I returned to TBC in the fall of 2016, just, just three months after graduating. I, I felt that I needed to return and pursue a degree in music. And so mm-hmm. I went back and in the fall of 16 for my music degree, which I graduated with uh, my bachelor's in that in May of 2019. So between the fall of 2012 and the, and the spring of 2019, I wound up with three different degrees from two different places in three very different fields of study. So it was, it was a very studious time in my life for sure. Okay. Wow. That's a lot of learning. Um, it is. I guess. <laughs> I guess you're kind of prepared for what we're doing here then because we're trying to learn. Um, that may be a little too much learning for what I want to do in the future. Uh, but nonetheless, I can tell you you definitely have applied yourself. So moving on here, uh, what are you doing now with all of that? Um, what are you doing to take your life to the next step? Like, what are you? How are you applying that into your ministry? Well, um, like you said, I'm in Texas. I currently live in Katy, Texas. Uh, my home church is the Pentecostals of Katy. Pastors Robin, Sharon McKee, and um, I serve in a couple different uh, avenues at the church. I am the administrator for the Sunday School Department, which doesn't directly have anything to do with my theology or music degree or applied science degree, but it's it is ministry nonetheless. And I love children. I love um, precious young minds and teaching and teaching them and 
and um, just watching them grow, watching the little ones learn, um, hearing our two and three year old class, you know, recite scripture or, you know, recite one one Lord, one faith, one baptism, things like that, just very rewarding. Um, and then I, I am involved in the music team, music department here at the church. Um, I, I play occasionally for services, um, and I do a lot of um, behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, specifically for Sister McKee, but also the church in, as a whole. Um, mm. I, I like secretarial work. I like administrative office work behind the scenes. I'm not, I'm not one that's needs the spotlight needs to be, you know, out front with the mic or out front, like in the pulpit. That's, you know, I can be if need be, but I'd rather be the, the mover and shaker that, that makes things happen behind the scenes and make sure everything is, is flowing. And, um, so with the Sunday school department being the administrator and then also helping with the behind the scenes stuff, with the music department, just getting things organized and whatnot. It's, it's, um, it's quite fun. And then as far as furthering education, I actually have recently started uh, an endeavor at Liberty University for a master's degree in music education. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, I, I, even though I'm not in Lufkin anymore, not a, not a TBC anymore, I still have a rather full plate and mm-hmm. try and keep myself as busy as possible. Perfect. Uh, so that kind of gets us to where we are uh, now, at least in terms of, you know, physically being here and getting from point A to point B. So if you don't mind, could you share a little bit of how your, like, kind of your path to get from to like, uh, from you know where you started to get to here? Like, how were you raised? How, not necessarily how you were raised, but more, what were the steps along the way? Were you raised in church? That kind of stuff. What is part of your testimony? Well, um, I have I have an inter- that's an interesting one. I have an interesting uh, interesting life. Um, yes, I was raised in church. Um, my parents were originally, um, as far as since I've been around, uh, were Baptist or Baptist ministers, um, and my dad was an evangelist, or he still is an evangelist, um, and we traveled around the country full time. Um, and then in 2002, when I was eight years old, um, we were exposed and presented to the born again message to the Acts 238 truth and made the conversion from Baptist to Pentecostal to apostolic and continued to travel. Um, every week was somewhere different. Uh, we traveled all across the country. Um, literally every week we would go Sundays through Wednesdays at churches and travel to the next church on Thursday and Friday and, and start over. And that started when I was six months old. I was born in March and our first meeting was in September. And still to this day, my 26 years later, my parents are still traveling. Um, I haven't traveled with them, uh, since 2012, um, but they're still full time on the road. And, um, that's how I grew up. I grew up uh, only child, um, homeschooled, and um, by summer of 2017, um, I finally made my way to Alaska, which was my 49th state. Um, I still have not made it to Hawaii. That is that is a goal that I will mm-hmm. reach one day. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so I've always been around church. Um, I've always been around ministry, um, involved in it. Um, it was a different, a little different approach being the evangelist kid. Um, you know, it wasn't, it was, I was a part of it. Absolutely. But it was their calling. It was their ministry. And people always ask me when I was younger, they're like, you know, are you going to follow your dad's footsteps? Are you going to you know, continue his ministry if he retires and all this stuff? And I always, I always answered no. I always, I always knew that that was not my my direction in life. I didn't know what my direction mm-hmm. was, but I knew that I, I believed that that was not what, what my calling was. I didn't know what mine was. And I, I believe to an extent I have since found it. Um, but, but even, but even so growing up the way I did, I, I learned at a very, very early age, uh, appreciation for, church appreciation for ministry appreciation for the things of god the house of god um and the people of god and and 
the greater purpose, the, the big picture. A lot of people focus on the here and now. They focus on this this crisis, this mm-hmm. element, this whatever. And sometimes you just got to take, take a step back and look at the bigger picture and say, okay, what's what's the grand scheme of things? You know, what's what is the end game? What's the, what's the main goal? What's how do we achieve that? And and so that's something that was instilled in me and instilled in me at a young age. And um, it's it's that's a filter that I run pretty much every aspect of my life through. Wow, you've definitely seemed to be going places, uh, not only now, but in terms of where you've been, you've never really stopped. You just kept on, you've been on the move for most of your life. It seems like you've been getting stuff done, which is always great. And it's, um, helps, helps teach you, uh, how to work a schedule and how to, how to work around, uh, obstacles and stuff like, which is always, which is always great. Uh, definitely learned that as I've gotten older is how to schedule and to work things out and, and make times work and stuff like that, which is always a great tool to have in the modern world and then also in the modern church world. So mm-hmm. moving more f- uh, towards, um, you know, the next question and moving towards more about TBC in, in life in Texas, um, I know that I know you a little bit in def- in terms of like a personal sense. I've met you a handful of times, and I definitely know you more than Brother Luke, uh, my last guest, and I definitely know you more than my next guest from IBC. And I know that the Texas pride is definitely evident in you. Uh, just <laughs> just talking to you and hearing from you, and you are definitely the kind of stereotypical. Texan, which is not a bad thing, but when people think Texan, you you can probably think Brother uh, Paul Groman. Uh, he he loves the state and he loves everything about it for the most part. Um, all the stereotypes about you know bigger in Texas and stuff like that, which is a great and fun thing to know about Brother Paul. Uh, so obviously you have your Texas bias, and but why did you choose TBC? And why was that your choice over secular school at the time? Um, that's that's interesting. Um, my my choice to go to TBC was originally not my choice. Um, I actually did not want to go. I was I was very opposed to the idea. I I was I was not at all excited about going there. I wanted uh, to pursue a a secular course. I wanted to go mm-hmm. to um, Houston Community College and then transfer to U of H, the University of Houston. I was definitely trying to go a different route, but between my parents and God, that was not an option. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, so finally, my mom and I came to a compromise, and I was like, fine, I will go for one semester, but do not ask me to go any more than that. I will. Uh, you know, I just I was going to appease her, um, and the reason that the reason that we chose TBC over any of the other Bible colleges was, um, yes, it was because it was in Texas, but um, more so because of the locale. Um, my mom was originally from Houston, and my dad from San Antonio, and mm-hmm. so all of my extended family, my grandparents and cousins and aunts and uncles and all that, were anywhere from two to four hours away. And so with my parents traveling the way that they did, they wanted me somewhere where I had family close by. I had somewhere that I could go if, if I need be, because I was 18 years old. I was, I was young. I was, you know, I thought I had the, the world figured out, but looking back, I'm, mm-hmm. I definitely didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, uh, yeah, and we had, we had, and like I said, you know, being involved in ministry the way that I, I was and growing up and traveling and going from church to church with my parents, we spent a great deal of time in Texas and, and got to know personally a lot of preachers in the area, a lot of pastors um, who turned out to be either instructors at the school or board members of the school, um, people that had sent their children there, people that, you know, just all kinds of different connections to the school. And it just, it seemed to be the most viable option because of its location. Lufkin is just a couple hours north of north of uh, Houston. We knew a lot of people that were involved with the school. 
and so it was it was a transition time. Um, my parents were very protective of me and shel- and sheltering of me growing up, uh, keeping me safe, and and they wanted me to go out on my own, but still in a safe environment. And so I could, mm-hmm. you know, grow up and move out, but there was responsibility. There was, there was a safety net of, of a Bible college that would not have been there with just a normal secular college and, you know, living in a dorm room or, or an apartment with random guys that it would have been, mm-hmm. I would not, I would not be where I am today had I chosen that path. And so, but I, I, I didn't know that that was, that this is how I was going to turn out. And, um, like I said, I, you know, I compromised and I was like, okay, I will go for one semester. Do not ask me to go anymore. And so mm-hmm. the spring semester of 2013, um, I moved to Lufkin, um, and I, I started school at TBC and I don't, I remember the night very vividly. I don't remember exactly when it was, I believe it was somewhere late February, early March. It, it was, mm-hmm. it was early on in the semester, but about halfway through at the same time, I remember sitting in the student center, um, which is a, a common area in the dorms where, you know, we can all just congregate and hang out and play ping pong or talk or homework or whatever. And mm-hmm. I remember sitting there with some friends of mine and we were, we were playing Jenga and I just sat back in the couch and it was this overwhelming, like, whoa, that just like, just, just kind of overtook me. And I was, I got a little emotional for a moment and I was like, I'm home. I was like, this mm-hmm. is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And everyone knows around, like I just kind of shut down for a minute. And everyone that I was playing with, they were like, dude, you okay? <laughs> like what happened? You know? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Just look, just give me a second. And ever since then I've attributed it to that moment that that is when I got I call it my call to TBC. Oftentimes people get their call to Bible college at a camp meeting or at a church or a prayer meeting or have someone speak into their life or prophesy to them that, you know, they're going to go or that they, you know, it's a desire that they have for a time being before they actually make the move. And for me, it was, it was opposite. I was, I was already there. I was a student. I had been there for, you know, a few weeks, even, even a month or two. And, then I got the call to be there and I got the desire and and that that fire that lit in me that night never went away. And I remember sitting there and I was like, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna do this. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna graduate from here. And mm-hmm. I was like, but this one semester just turned into four years. And wow. and um that's just kinda how TBC became home. And, and that became my life. That's, that's where I always say that's, that's where my life started. You know, I, I had, a, I had a wonderful life growing up. I had, you know, a wonderful childhood and, and all of that. But as far as adulthood, you know, I was, it was around my 19th birthday and I was on my own, you know, I was kind of had some freedom to make my own decisions. And that's when I got that call mm-hmm. and I was like, this is home. This is my life. This is what, this is what I want to do. But more importantly, it was like, this is what God wants me to do. That's a relatable testimony and one that I think I can relate to a little bit. And I believe other people can relate to when they realize that their church or their youth group is is home. It's definitely a powerful feeling knowing that you belong somewhere and that you are a part of a community and a congregation in a sense. Uh, Definitely, definitely relatable for me personally. And so kind of moving on. From that, we, as I mentioned last week, um, and last episode or last part, I guess you could say of this back to school special. Uh, what is the schedule like at TBC? And we've we've covered this, like I said, obviously last episode with Brother Luke. But what is the schedule, a student schedule like at TBC, and how does church fit in to that schedule? And how do you believe it may be different to uh, other colleges? Um, it is. TBC is, it is what you make it. It is what you put into it. Um, whatever you put into it, it will give you back uh, because it's ministry and it's it's God working through you. So it will come back, pressed down, shaking together, running over. But you do have to put your, your part of it, your part of the work in. Um, it can be um, easy 
it can be um, smooth if you aren't major devoted. Um, if you devote yourself and you truly are there for the right reason and you want to dive in and have everything that it has to offer, your schedule will be rigorous and mm-hmm. it'll be um, a challenge at times. Uh, when I first started there, uh, we had classes. Classes have always been, they start at 8 a.m. and go till around, at the time it was 12.50. Now I believe it's 1.30 um, in the afternoon. And then there's chapel on top of that. That's that's a requirement. And when I first started there, we actually had tra- chapel three times a week. We had chapel on Sundays, Sunday afternoons, Tuesday afternoons, and Thursday afternoons. And mm-hmm. so on top of your class load, you had three chapel services plus at least two services at a local church, um, often three services at a local church a week. So you uh, you you were not a shortage um, <laughs> of church, of learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you always had something to do. You always had somewhere to go. Um, they they cut out the Sunday chapel uh, some years ago, and then it, it went to two chapels, just the Tuesdays and Thursdays chapel. And recently, um, actually since I've been gone, they cut down to one chapel now um, because of scheduling uh, th- scheduling all the classes that they have with TBCs in the process of pursuing accreditation, which they've had to mm-hmm. revamp a lot of how they do things just to kind of make sure everything's on, on the up and up to, to actually get application, uh, to achieve accreditation. Um, and so you have, you know, you have your classes usually Monday through Friday, um, starting at 8 a.m., going till around, like I said, around one o'clock and then you have lunch. Um, obviously you're, you're, Class schedule varies semester to semester and depends on what class you're taking. Sometimes you'll have an hour break. Sometimes you won't. Sometimes you'll have back-to-back classes. Sometimes you won't. Um, and then if you have, and then if you're involved in the music department or you're involved in extracurricular activities, you're going to have choir. You can have chorale. Um, if you're an ensemble or TBC singers, there's a lot of different uh, subgroups that mm-hmm. will meet in the afternoons and whatnot. Um, and then you have to fit in. Uh, homework. You have to, you know, make sure you get all your assignments done, get your reading done, get your papers written, um, get your your tests studied for. And oftentimes, most students have to work. They have to hold down a job of some kind while they're there. So any any a- afternoon jobs. Um, it, it is a college town with, like I said, there's Angelina College across the street, and then mm-hmm. about thirty minutes north, there's actually a local university. Um, Stephen F. Austin University, and so it is a college area, and so a lot of employers are understanding of of college uh, needs and college schedules, and okay. it's it's very it's quite easy for students to find a job that will fit with them, fit their schedule, um, because like I said, you know everyone realizes you know these kids are here to learn first; they're not here to work for me; they're here to learn, and mm-hmm. they need a job you know, on the side. And, and then you also have to fit in a social life. You know, you have to take some time where you're not working, you're not studying, you're not practicing. You just, sometimes you need some, some me time and some friend time and just, you know, go run to Starbucks or Chick-fil-A or Mm -hmm. just even go for a drive and clear your air and clear, clear your head. And, um, so there's, there's you, it, like I said, it is what you make it. Um, there is downtime if you schedule downtime, um, which I'm a firm advocate for, you have to take your breath every once in a while. And, um, but other than that, you will, you will always have something to do. You will always, always have, be busy at, at, at college for sure. Okay. So that sounds about normal being busy at college. And I think that kind of helps out some questions that I had as far as how TBC works, uh, personally, just, how does you know this the school work in in terms of classes and chapel like you mentioned? So on top of church, uh, in this question before recording, we've kind of discussed, and this one is one I'm excited for. Uh, the the way I'm doing these three parts of the back to school special is most of these questions are normally the same or very close to it, and then I'll have one or two questions that are kind of the topic questions that. Uh, 
kind of define the interview and make make it different from the other two. So this one hasn't been discussed, and but I'm definitely curious about this. And who becomes your pastor? Who is your leader? And I know you did stay in state, and the purpose for doing that is so you were close to home. So maybe, I, I, obviously, I would, I'd imagine you weren't far from home, like you did mention. But who is your leader and or your pastor? Who takes that position while you were gone for certain periods of time? Um, yeah, so the way that TBC operates um, and the way that they kind of try and, and, and tackle this, um, this subject, is, and because, because it is important, it's, it's something that you, you have to have. It's not optional. It's not, you know, just, mm, I, don't, I don't really want to deal with that, you know. It's, <laughs> um, and they, they understand that. And so if you are, if you are a local student, um, and by local, I mean within, you know, a, a 30, 40 minute radius of the school. Obviously, you have your home church that you've been going to. You have your home pastor. You have all of that. Um, and if you are from out of state or in, in many cases, not many cases, in some cases, um, even out of the country, there's there are several students over the years that I've known that have come from all over. Um, we've had students from the country of Norway, we've had Brazil, we've had Colombia, we've had uh, the Solomon Islands, we've had, you know, students that have come from, from literally all, all across the earth um, wow. that have come there. And so obviously they, they can't just, you know, drive home to Brazil for Sunday morning service. Um, and so they, they are to find a local church um, in the Lufkin area or Nacogdoches in the, in the surrounding area. Um, I believe the requested radius is within 50 miles of the school and within 50 miles of the school, there are, are legitimately dozens of churches. Lufkin and the surrounding areas is a Pentecostal Mecca. Um, the, 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 the college itself sits on the Texas district, uh, campgrounds. And so it is a very Pentecostal influence, uh, uh, flooded city. There's, there's many, many churches within five, 10 minutes of the school. And so, you know, when, when new students arrive, they're given usually, it's usually a month or two to try out churches, go to the different churches in the area, see what, see what fits, see what you feel, see what's, you know, like your home church, because, you know, every church is different. Every church has its own personality, has its own feel, its own uh, style. And, you know, not, not every church is for everyone. You know, people have different, different styles of church and Lufkin has all of that to offer. Yeah. And so, you know, students can go around and they can <laughs> church hop kind of for, for a little while until they find one that's, that seems like home and, or, or oftentimes, you know, pastors, their home pastor will have a working relationship with the local pastors and say, hey, you know, my students come in there in the fall. I would really like for him or her to attend your church or whatever. And, you know, so that, okay. that can be decided for them. They can decide on their own. It's kind of, it, that kind of varies case by case. Um, in the case of, for me, um, you know, Katie, like I said, the panels of Katie, that's, that's home. Um, and it's it's about two hours from the school, and so that is obviously uh -huh. further than the fifty mile radius that the school prefers. Mm -hmm. um, but the exceptions can be made, and they are made for certain students that that are within a reasonable distance, maybe an hour or two, that they can maybe drive home on the weekends. They can leave campus on Friday or Saturday and and stay, you know come home wherever their home is and attend church and, and then head back up either Sunday night or Monday morning. And so it, no, no one has an excuse. There's, there's, there will always be a way to have a church, to have access to a church. And, and, you know, in the case of, you know, like, like me, for instance, where Katie's two hours away, you know, you, you can continue that relationship um, but even in the case of, you know, the students that come from Washington or, or Florida or, you know, 
Indiana, you know, many states away or, or even overseas or South America, they are still very much encouraged to continue a working relationship with their home pastor, you know, calling him, whether it's once a week, mm-hmm. once a month, once a, you know, whatever, whatever they have worked out so that they can, you don't just go off to school and drop off the face of the earth as far as your home church is concerned. Yeah. And, um, you know, but, and for the, but for the, for the local students, for the students that come from even, you know, the surrounding towns, you know, for them, it's their home church. That doesn't, that doesn't, isn't affected by the school because that's where they were going before they went there. And that's where they're going after they leave. And for the students that come in, you know, that, that find, um, refuge or find, you know, find a, find one of the local churches to be a substitute, a substitute while they're there to be a surrogate, not a substitute, a surrogate church for them. Um, they, the pastors in that area, and just like I said, with like, you know, the employers are understanding of a college town, obviously the pastors of the local churches, they're even more understanding of TBC students. They realize you know, these students are here for a season. They're here for, it might be a semester. It might be four years. You, you don't know, you know, only God knows. And mm-hmm. they will, they understand that these students are not their sheep, but they do also understand that they do now have a responsibility to look after them to an extent, you know, and, and to take care of them kind of like a, like a childcare for you know your children it's like you take drop your kids off at daycare or school it's like these are not my children but they're my children to take care of for right for the time being and that's i think how the local pastors look at it is these aren't necessarily my saints but they're my sheep to look after while they're away from from their shepherd from their home and and they will they will they will put you to work the local churches they want you to get involved um you know they'll they'll put you in ministry, they'll, they'll put you on their outreach teams, put you in their music department, put you to Sunday school, put you to, put you to daycare. You know, they, they want these students to feel a sense of belonging because when you're young and you move, you know, either across the town or across the country, you're uprooted to an extent. You don't have that, the comforts of home and you don't have, you know, what you're used to. And so you're kind of out of your element. And, and these pastors realize that and they like, let's, let's, um, make them feel a part. Let's give them a purpose and a reason. They don't just attend, but they're a part of us for however short or long that time is. And I think that's very important for students, especially, especially, you know, freshmen that are coming in that are trying to find their feet that are, that are overwhelmed. You know, when you get into the upper classes, you get into the sophomores and juniors and seniors, by then you got this, you, you know what to expect, you know, the routine you know, it, it's it's a little easier. It's not so frightening to be the new kid on the block. And, and when someone takes you under their wing and makes you feel welcome and apart and needed, that's very important and influential in, in those students' lives. And that's something that I think is, is very important and something that I see being done quite well by, by, by the local pastors. Well, you, um, I know I say this a lot, but you truly summed that up perfectly. You kind of gave us your situation, then you kind of gave us the objective idea and how that works, how you, uh, just how it works for other students and how it also worked for you, as mentioned. Uh, I'm kind of, you know, still digesting that. It was a lot of really good information. Um, If I feel like if anyone were to hear that and to uh, inquire about, attending TBC, I think that answers a lot of questions, which is kind of what we're here for. So that really uh, cleared some things up for me, uh, even though I don't feel a call to go there. Uh, But that definitely cleared up some questions that I had. So this is the next question is more of a more of a concrete question. And you did kind of cover it. And then I'm going to add on to it. But uh, at your time at TBC, how many years did you attend? You kind of covered that. But what were your majors, and then you did mention that, and then what classes are included in those majors at TBC? Uh, so I went for I was there for a total of seven years, and which is which is a long time, and it was it was thirteen semesters 
worth of school. Plus, wow. I did. Um, I had to do some correspondence work, um, actually through IBC, um, in the summers. Just like I said, I started in January of thirteen, and with that, I I came in halfway through my classes freshman year, and at the time, I didn't think I cared because I was just going to be there for a semester. But then, you know, when I realized I want to graduate from here, I want to be a part of this, I want to see this through. I realized that I won't be able to graduate with my class because I started a semester at behind them and that was unacceptable to me. I was like, no, I, I can fix this. And, um, so I started doing research on how to, how to make up those classes and, and get the credits that I needed to graduate on time with, with my people and not have to wait a whole another year. And so I, I did correspondence work, um, several summers through, uh, IBC, they have a wonderful distance learning program. And TBC now does. Um, at the time, TBC did not have that, but they, they now offer that as well. And so, um, you know, like I said earlier, I, got, I wound up with a bachelor's in theology and a bachelor's in music. Um, both of those taught me a lot. Um, both mm-hmm. of those had, they included classes that I still think about to this day. Um, I, you know, I'll, I'll think, be thinking back about, you know, this, you know, remember that one day in class that we were doing this and it's like, that was a long time ago, but you know, it's like, mm-hmm. it still seems like yesterday it was, it's so impacting and indelibly inked in my brain. Um, there were, there were many, many classes over the semesters and I actually just wrote down a list of, of some of the ones that stuck out to me the most and were like, like, I guess you'd say life changing, um, Freshman year, we had Acts class. Um, Brother Carter taught that. Um, it was it was a wonderful class. Um, Brother Wolford was the dean of, dean of theology there for many years. Uh, Ron Wolford, he now pre, he now pastors in Tennessee. Um, and when he taught, he had a way of connecting with students like I've never seen before. He um, he truly care and like they all care. They all love their students. I'm not. I'm not t- taken away from any other, any other teacher, but Brother Wolford had a way of connecting and caring for his students that that made you feel made you feel like you were something. It made you feel like not just that you're going to become something, but that you are already something. And hmm. you know when he when he taught and he came into the classroom, if if anyone listening has ever spent any time with Brother Wolford, they know he has a very commanding presence. He walks into the room. He has your attention. You know he's there. Um, he's very loving and very knowledgeable. He's also very stern and direct. And when he would, he was he was one of my favorite teachers. Don't tell the others, but um, he was mm-hmm. classes with him were phenomenal. He had he taught you know he was the dean of theology, so he taught basic doctrine and he taught systematic theologies and. Uh, he taught a, a class sophomore year called Courtship, Marriage, in the Home. And it was about, it, it was more than just dating and marriage, but it was just, it was more about life and how to interact with people and how to mm-hmm. understand people, understand love languages, understand temperaments and personalities, mm-hmm. and realize that we're not all the same. Everyone's different. You know, everyone has their own way. And and he he had a way that was that was very impacting and when he left the school it was it was a rough day for for many of us because he was he was a he was a patriarch he was a, a leader in our life he was someone that we looked up to and, and still to this day he does he he's still someone that I I call a friend I haven't I haven't talked to him in, in a while but you know when I said like he he truly cared and cares for his students when one of the last classes that we had with him, it was uh, the fall semester of our senior year, and we were we were in class, and it, the class had absolutely nothing to do with with where the, where that day went. And he was teaching, and it was about five minutes into class, and he just shut his laptop, and he's like, "I can't teach this." He's like, "This is this is not what we need to be doing right now." And he's like, I just want to talk to y'all. He's like, my our time is limited. You know, y'all are seniors. You're about to hit, you know, hit the real world, all this stuff. He's like, you know, and he made himself available to us. And he said, I don't care. 
where y'all wind up, I don't care where you go, what you do, I will always be there for you. I, and, and that is something that we all believed. You know, we all took that to heart. I don't think there's a single person in that classroom that doubted him. And mm-hmm. and that was that was a big deal for us. That was that was something that we needed. And, you know, there were there were other other teachers and professors that, that in their own way um, were the same as far as pouring into their students. Um, when I first started there, Brother Cooley was the president and he resigned. And for a year we had an interim president, um, Brother Carl McLaughlin. He pastors in the Dallas Fort Worth area, pastors mm-hmm. of a wonderful church, Calvary in, in Ulysses. And he's another one that if you've ever met him, you can't help but fall in love with the man. He is the one of the truest examples of a Christian, of a true Christian that, that I've that I've ever come across. And and the way that he pours into his students and makes himself available, that that those are monumental things for for students. And you know, he taught a class our, our junior year called Leadership Development. And the textbook for that class was The 360-Degree Leader by John Maxwell. And to any of your listeners, if you have not read that book, I I implore you, order that book. Go on Amazon. Go on wh- wherever and read that book. It is forever important because The 360-Degree Leader teaches that when you're a leader, you're not just you're not just leading with people behind you, but sometimes you have to lead people in front of you. Sometimes you have to get behind them and push them. Sometimes you have to be, get in front of them and pull them. Sometimes you have to stand beside them and walk with them. You don't you you can lead from any angle. You can lead forward. You can lead left. You can lead right. You can lead behind, and and things like that were were very impactful. Um, we had another class our senior year um, with Brother Renault. There was youth ministries, uh, how to how to run a youth group, how to run a youth service, I, icebreaker ideas, um, different you know things to mm-hmm. make your make your church um, successful in in reaching others. How do you reach the students in your school? The students, you know, your friends down the street. It's you know, have something to invite them to, have something to do that's interesting. And, and there's, I mean, there was literally dozens of classes in, in my theology degree that were impacting, but those are just a couple that were huge to me um, and important to me. And in my music degree, it's, you know, the same, same level of importance and impacting, but yet a totally different approach because it's, it's a totally different animal. As far as mm-hmm. music, you know, and with with learning theory and note reading, uh, ear training, you know, learning how to teach. Um, there's a class that we take that's uh, vo- uh, piano pedagogy, and pedagogy is is the art of teaching. And you know, it's it's okay. We're teaching you, but now we need to teach you how to teach, how to make the student become the teacher. And and one of the assignments in that class is. Find someone that has never played a piano in the day of their life, that has never had a music lesson, and give them a 30-minute lesson. Just teach them the, the basic the basic elements of how to sit at a piano, what the you know black and white keys are, what a scale is, you know, how to play a triad chord, you know, just the bare basics. And, it's like, and you have to videotape yourself giving them a lesson. Mm-hmm. And you know, at first it's kind of awkward because it's like, okay, don't really know what I'm doing. But it's a tool because even though it's an assignment, it's a tool. It's like, okay, this is what I need to work on. This is how I become better at this. And, you know, we learn all kinds of things as far as instrumental arranging, um, vocal arranging for for different parts, how to, how to write songs. Mm-hmm. We have a song, uh, music composition. Um, we learn all elements of music theory um, from the core science of music theory to improvisational theory, how to make it fancy, make it sound Mm -hmm. exciting, like church music, shout music, you know, add all kinds of different elements to it. You know, we take piano lessons, we take voice lessons, organ lessons. Um, 
you know, like I said earlier, you will always be busy. You will always have something to do. And it is an exciting journey. At times, it can be a bit haywire, but it's it's the reward and the payoff is definitely worth it. Okay, so you kind of touched on where I was going to go with uh, perspective. I normally ask about perspective, and I think you've already touched on that. And one thing I wanted to go back and touch on is the importance of leadership. And I'm not here to preach a sermon on it, but I think you definitely summed up um, how much uh, a good leader can make an impact on your life. And I think that's good to know that people, um, and I'm not trying to, Obviously, we're covering TBC, but it's uh, good to know if you're ever going to. I doubt that the leaders at other Bible colleges are, you know, miserable. I doubt, like, as we covered with Urshan last week, uh, there's great leaders there. And I think, you know, showing that uh, people listening it will have com- comfort if they're going, knowing that people will pour into them, uh, teachers will pour into their students and, and be honest with them. And it's not just... Uh, you know, a nine-to-five for them. They care about their students, you know, after hours, and it's not just them. And that even though they are putting grades on papers and such, that they are still people and that they will pour into you. And I think that is one thing for me I find very, very important. So before I give you the floor for, uh, you know, three or four minutes as usual, I have one last question. And then this is another really topic question for the whole interview is, how did you know that Bible college was right for you, and you've already covered how your parents um, kind of put you into that position, but how did you know, like, that it was a God thing? How did you know that that was God's will that you wanted to be, that you needed to be there in order to be in His uh, will and take the right steps towards your ministry? Well, um, you know, like we said, it was, at first I was, I fought it and I, I was not, I did not think it was ideal. Um, but then, you know, when, when I had that moment in the student center, when I was like, this is, this is it, it's, it's hard to explain the feeling, but it, it sounds really cliche to say, when you know, you know, but it, it is, it's very true when you know, you know, you know, when, when, uh, when I got there and I started to make friends and started to, you know, do well in class and, you know, get decent grades and, and go to chapel and, and, you know, start to really apply myself, it felt right. You know, there was just this, this peace that I had. And when you are, when you are in, God's will, when you're in that plan, when you're in his plan, it's going to be smooth. It's going to, it's going to work out. There's going to be a peace about it. If you're not in his, in his will and in his plan, you're going to know, you're going to have that, that, that Jonah feeling of, you know, running away and next thing you know, your, your fish is going to swallow you, you know, and if you're lucky enough, your fish will spit you back out and give you a second chance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had, I had a time where I was, I was secretly running. You know, I had, I had my vices that I, that my skeletons in my closet that I, that I was dealing with that I was trying to ignore the call of God, ignore his voice and drown it out. And, Thankfully, God, God is, he was more stubborn than I was and he, he won <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and he kept me and he, he kept me safe and he protected me. And, you know, when I got there, my, my heart found home and, and it wasn't, it wasn't just the physical building. It wasn't the physical campus. Well, yes, that was a huge element that even to this day when I go there, I step on campus and I just kind of get this, ah, I'm home feeling. It's so much more than that. It's more of a, of, of a spiritual and emotional and, and I would even say psychological um, feeling of, of belonging, of knowing that 
that every you know all is right in my world. It might be chaos. I might not know what's going on, but he's in control. I'm in his hand. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's all going to work out. And and you know, it will it'll give you a sense of purpose. And I think that's you know, it you you have this calling on your life. You have this ministry that God's embedded in you. And, you know, if that's where you're supposed to be, it will flourish. It will, he will open doors for you to, to walk in your ministry, to walk in your calling. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, you know, the Bible says, you know, if you, you know, you take a step to him, he's going to take a step to you. You know, it's, if you hold up your end of the bargain, he most definitely will. He will, he will see you and meet you. And Mm -hmm. that is something like for, that's for me, how I felt, I I knew I was home because, you know, I would, on an act of faith, I would do something or I would, you know, whatever. And, and he would, and he would respond in kind. And it was, it was was just kind of that sense of approval. And there were, there were things, you know, little things that happened all the time that would just kind of make me smile and look up and be like, thanks. You know, it's like, you got me. I know that, you know, and it's just, it's a daily reminder that, that you're walking with him and that he's right there. Well, I think you kind of ended us on a good note with that last question. You just kind of summed, summed it up for us and, and gave us a, a kind of a humble feel, at least to me, that, you know, we're always under God and he's always looking down on us. Now, sadly, um, we could talk all day, knowing you and I, um, <laughs> but uh, as usual, I will give you maybe, if you have anything, maybe two or three minutes. We are kind of closing in on our time limit here that okay. I like to have, but um, as usual, I can't, I'll can't. i give you the floor and let you have the mic and whatever you want to say. If I didn't cover, obviously, I'm sure there's a handful of questions that you maybe wanted to answer. Uh, we do only have a handful of time uh, left. But if you just want to shoot through some things and maybe leave us with some wisdom and some knowledge that we can take into uh, the next day, into the next season of our lives. Sure. So, you know, one thing that I always, um, when I, when I started back to TVC the second time, um, when I, when I went for my music degree, I had a different approach to it because yes, technically I was a freshman again, but I was going into my fifth year there. You know, I, I had more tenure if you want to call it that, than the other students. And so I kind of, I had a different outlook on the student body. The student body had a different outlook on me because, yes, I was one of them, but it was like, he's already graduated and come back. And so there was there was a different element there. And and I was able to, um, I actually, some friends of mine, we kind of jokingly called it that I would adopt, that I would adopt some fish and that I would, you know, I'd find a freshman or, or even sophomore or whatever. And someone would kind of take under my wing and, and, and not necessarily just look out for, but just kind of help along. Um, someone that I would maybe that I saw me in that it's like, I remember being him or even I remember being her, you know, I remember going through what they're feeling and I was able to, you know, be like, Hey, been there, done that, got the t-shirt, you know, all that. And it's like, I can, you know, let me let me talk to you for a minute, and that's something that I always um, want to do anywhere that I go. Is 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 like we said earlier about pouring into people. You know, many people poured into me. People, and not just not just staff. You know, there were students, there were juniors and seniors when I was you know a freshman sophomore. That you know, I remember staying up you know till the wee hours of the morning in, in their rooms, and and they would be pouring into me, telling me stuff, you know, it's like, you know, giving me advice and helping me out with things. And it kind of got to a point where the student became the teacher and, and I was able to be that person for some people. And, you know, there's a, there's a, a meme, you know, it's, it's been shared as a, as a word meme on social media. It's, you know, it's a saying, it's, I'm, you know, I'm sure it's all over and many people have probably heard it. It's, you know, be the person that you needed when you were younger. And that is, my life motto and that is something that tbc taught me is is one of my biggest takeaways it was 
was learning how to be the person that I needed and, you know, the person, the, the person that I was blessed with and being able to be that person for others, um, is something that's not just, um, it doesn't have to fit with just Bible college. You can fit that with your church, with your youth group, with your school, with your family, even with your friend circle, with whatever, uh, whatever group you find yourself in, you know, when you can be that person that you needed, you know, when you're, when you're pulling, when you're in a position to help and to, and to aid. Um, like I said, when I first started at TBC, brother Cooley, was the president and he had this catchphrase that he said all the time. He said in chapels all the time. He said in class all the time. He would say it just walking through the cafeteria. He would look at students. He would say, he would say, get all you can and can all you get, you know, just, and and the purpose, the meaning of that was don't let anything slip you, slip by you. Don't let anything pass you by everything that you can possibly grasp. Get it can it you know like keep it to yourself like not not to yourself but keep it for yourself keep it to use one day mm-hmm. and those those two phrases of be the person you needed when you were younger and get all you can and can all you get those two phrases are, are some of my most um my my life my life mottos it's it's what i live by of you know that's something one, some of my biggest takeaways from from tbc was was those that that way of life and that mindset, um, to be a in, to be a part of something great because, you know, we don't have time to get into the, to the butterfly effect. But in short, butterfly you know butterfly can flap its wings and it disrupts air current and causes a hurricane on the other side. You know, everything leaves its mark, whether it's good or bad. Everything leaves a mark on something, whether it's in this case where we're talking about Bible college, whether it's the school leaving a mark on the student or even the student leaving a mark on the school or even students leaving marks on other students, mm-hmm. you know, you will years down the road, you will, those marks will define you and good or bad. And that's, that's something that I think when you're in that moment, if you realize the marks that I leave today have weight and carry, carry, uh, weight and meaning and purpose in the future um, it's something that we can all we can apply to every aspect of our lives and to to be an encouragement and not a negative person to be helpful in in every aspect of life and that's just something that I, I felt that I, I should I wanted to leave with with your listeners was you know what you do today it might seem insignificant but don't don't disqualify it because i promise you there are things that stu- that students and and teachers and pastors and friends have said in passing that have been life changing to me you know they might have just been a sentence that they just thought off at the top of their head but it's something that stuck with me forever and you know there's i have countless examples of that and you know just realize that you can be that person too that you can influence and you can you can make a difference no matter who you are or where you are or what you are you have that ability and don't ever take that for granted and that's that's all I wanted to say well thank you you kind of like I said before you've ended us on a really good note humbling note and I just want to say um Thank you for the knowledge you've shared. I think you've helped a lot of people, at least if they've never even thought of attending Bible college, at least you've kind of enlightened them as to how it works. Uh, thank you. You've definitely helped me learn some things. I'm so thankful that we got to do this interview and I got to ask you all about Bible college. Hope for to sure. see you very soon. Uh, thank you, Brother uh, brother Paul. Thank you for coming onto this, onto Walk Run. Um, I hope to see you soon. And... Uh, God bless. All right. Thank you. It's been an honor.